Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. It is episode 18 of This Week in Fantasy as we head into the week 16 slate and what for many of you is likely a championship week for for those of you still alive in your season-long leagues and uh, just another week to do DFS while we still have it for those of us not. But uh, I'm your host, James Seltzer. Big week, obviously, only two weeks left to go in the regular season and uh, a lot of fantasy action so uh, I may as well get right to it as uh, we obviously have Sigmund Bloom here to, to go through every single game this week and uh, and uh, then have some fun going inside his mind. So let's get right to it. Uh, as always, a weekly guest, Sigmund Bloom. And as always, I'd like to welcome in my weekly guest. You can uh, follow his stuff. He is a co-owner over at footballguys.com. He is a co-owner of hoopsguys.com and you can follow him on Twitter, of course, at his name and, and the Audible podcast as well. Uh, eight days, seven days a week. Uh, follow him again on Twitter, his name, at Sigmund Bloom. Mr. Sigmund Bloom, what's up, brother? Week 16. You know, this is a, a week, if you play fantasy football, uh, you, you know what week 16 means or should mean. No week 17 Super Bowls, folks. And it's fantastic because it really for, focuses your energy on making these decisions that are seemingly close and making them in your mind feel like you have clarity uh, one way or the other. You want to feel good about your choices going into the games. And then also it gives us that final chapter in the fantasy season of a player. And depending on what happens in week 16, often it will change the fantasy legacy of a player. Or uh, When we hear a name, you, you, you'll remember things sometimes based on what happens in these playoff weeks. And certainly uh, I know that when I do have two championships this week, hopefully I'm, I'm happy to even have two teams in the championship. Uh, you look back at the players, you think about when you drafted them or traded for them in a dynasty league or when you what clued you into them when you pick them up off of the waiver wire. And, and it's fun. Uh, and it really reflects the time and emotional investment and why it means something when you do win. Totally agree. You know, I'll never forget, you know, Aaron Rodgers throwing five touchdowns to win me a title or LaDainian Tomlinson being LaDainian Tomlinson to win me a title or Jeff Garcia winning me a title for the Eagles, which was fun. Uh, so um, definitely feel you. It definitely is a, one of those time and place things that always brings you back. So um, let's uh, let's jump right in then, because obviously it's a huge week for, for people whose championships it is and and those people who I agree with you, not a fan of the Week 17 championships, but some uh, some sites, I guess, kind of push you that way. So 
um, you know, for those people, good luck in the uh, the week before. It's still a huge weekend, and for all of us, not fortunate enough not, uh, to be in a, a championship uh, DFS. So, Sigmund, let's go through this slate, and then we'll get inside your mind. And we're, we're going to do something crazy this week. I'm actually going to get this podcast out on Thursday, so we're actually going to get to talk about the Thursday night game for once, which is fun. Uh, obviously, the Eagles being involved. Why don't we start there, Giants? Here in Philly, what do you think? We're giving deference to the Giants' defense at this point. So outside of Zach Ertz, there's no one I like on the Eagles side. On the Giants' side, it's certainly setting up to be a massive Odell Beckham week against the Eagles' corners. Uh, the backfield's in flux there. I think that Paul Perkins could pass for Shaw Jennings, but the right answer is probably none of the above. Eli Manning is morphing from this boom-bust roller coaster quarterback to a safe quarterback because of how good the defense is. And I, I think the Giants will try to remain balanced and win a boring game. Totally agree. This has uh, like 14, 13 written all over it. Uh, totally agree. OBJ, the only guy I feel really confident playing. All right. Uh, so we have a, a bunch of Saturday games and then one Sunday game and a Monday game. So a lot of football action this weekend. Let's do the Saturday slate. One o'clock slate begins Miami in Buffalo. JJ against LaShawn McCoy. I mean, both these teams are going to run. Run, 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 run. <laughs> Sammy Watkins hasn't shown me enough to make me think about playing him at this point. I know that Matt Moore had four touchdown passes. It was only 18 attempts against the Jets. And, uh, you know, there'll be wind and cold in Buffalo. And we've seen these games not really feature the passing game lately as they've been playing there. Yeah, totally agree. Obviously, Shady's been bringing it. Uh, and I, I think Gillisley, uh an interesting, uh, you know, one of those interesting flyers in DFS. All right, uh, New York, the Jets heading into New England. Is this uh, just a Patriots route here? It's a, tra- it's a trap. No, it's not <laughs> a trap. The Jets are terrible. No, the Jets are really terrible yeah, right now. They, they bring it for the Patriots like they did a few weeks ago. I Just watching the Jets team, you just see that they're wilting at this point. So uh, you still got to play Bilal Powell, all right? You have to play Bilal Powell. And Robbie Anderson, I would expect his momentum to continue with Bryce Petty. And the fact that we like the Patriots to run away with this game is good for Anderson and probably decent for Powell as he remains on the field as a pass-catching back. And then on the New England side, we can just look at the script the last time around. A lot of short passing here. You Like Malcolm Mitchell had a couple of touchdowns. Chris Hogan could always get behind the defense for a big one. Um, Martellus Bennett. So... In one league, I know everyone cares about my fantasy team, but I lost Rob, I lost Rob Gronkowski. This all ties together because uh, two, three weeks ago, I played Dwayne Allen against the Jets. He scored three touchdowns. Last week, I was able to get through to the finals because I played Deion Sims against the Jets. He scored two touchdowns. This is amazing. Martellus Bennett this week against the Jets. It all ties together there. And then Deion Lewis is coming on. Garrett Blunt's still a safe play, but Deion Lewis is coming on. And someone, speaking of those what-the-heck-flex type players, Deion Lewis played really well, had a touchdown, barely had a touchdown wiped off the board last week. Uh, and I think everything is going to work against the Jets in this one. New England's defense, one you might look up on the waiver wire. Yeah, totally agree. I love the Deion Lewis call. I think we saw last week the, uh, you know, him taking that role fully back and just showing how much better he is than James White. Uh, all right, Tennessee in Jacksonville is uh, the, the Doug Marone-led Jaguars. <laughs> The Gus bus hit a uh, hit an obstacle. Yeah, yes. So the Gus bus, yeah, it's on the side of the road with the uh, flat tire. Um, 
you like all all the hits on Tennessee, you know, DeMarco Murray, Rashard Matthews is back to being a solid play. Delaney Walker's a solid play. Derrick Henry in that what-the-heck flex mode is getting some touchdowns and looking good. And then Marcus Mariota, a, a safe quarterback play, maybe not the most exciting play, but against Jacksonville. And the last time these teams played, Tennessee kind of ran away with the game with Jacksonville swirling down the drain. You expect the same. Maybe if you want to get really cute with it, you know, Blake Bortles, when the game got out of control, had a really big fantasy game because he was so terrible in the first half. Ugh, so yeah. I don't like to wager on things like that in my fantasy championship, but you might. And then someone like Allen Robinson or Marquise Lee would go along with that idea that the Jags are so bad that it's good for fantasy. Yeah, and obviously potentially a, a DFS play in there may be better than uh, having to rely on season long, but you never know. All right, uh, Green Bay hosting the uh, hapless all of a sudden Vikings. Yeah, you wonder if all the emotional stuff the Vikings have gone through is just caught up with them as a team. And maybe Kyle Rudolph would be the safest play, but we don't know about what Adrian Peterson is going to do. Adam Thielen will be back, but he was a dud last week before this happened. It's at Lambeau. That doesn't help things. Green Bay streaking towards the playoffs, streaking towards maybe a home game in the playoffs at Lambeau. Uh, they control their destiny now, and the way Aaron Rodgers is playing, and he's fine. Don't worry about his stat line from last week. Devontae Adams dropped two touchdowns in the end zone. Now, I can't tell you if Devontae Adams, if he catches those two touchdowns, <laughs> we're saying Devontae Adams has to be in your lineup this week. So what do we do with Devontae Adams? You're on your own. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we know the opportunity will be there for him to have a big game with Minnesota's defense. Without Harrison Smith last week, they were really terrible. They were they on 27 really were. At the half. Yeah, no. They, I mean, Indy let up. Yeah, exactly. So that makes you like all of your Packers plays. And Ty Montgomery. Don't overthink this, people. Ty Montgomery, I don't care if he's a wide receiver or a running back, he's in your lineup. Yeah, totally, totally agree there. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, it just seems like he'd be like, all right, uh, we're going to start winning now and say it publicly, and then they just uh, start winning. Uh, all right, a team that uh, knows nothing about winning Cleveland hosting the Chargers. Yeah, no, so we can just avoid Cleveland. Yes. Um, and then it's how much do you inflate some of these guys on the Chargers? I don't think we'll see Melvin Gordon. So Kenneth Barrow, does he get into your lineup as a 20-plus touch player in a game that San Diego should win? Antonio Gates, and you're old enough to remember, 12 years ago in the snow when Gates scored the 72-yard touchdown against Cleveland when nothing was working in all Oh, yeah, of course. So, you know, that was 12 years ago. And Gates uh, becomes an interesting play. Maybe it's a bounce-back play there, Tyrell. And the wide receivers are splitting it three ways, so that makes it tougher with Travis Benjamin back returning to Cleveland. Uh, Tyrell Williams, uh, Dontrell Elliman, they're all tougher plays. Uh, but maybe it all intersects at Phillip Rivers, uh, as we expect. Playing anybody playing Cleveland has worked out pretty well this year. Yeah, no, it really has. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you try and second guess it, but they just keep delivering, uh, you know, fantasy goodness for everyone playing against them. All right, uh, another team that at least has gotten a little spunky lately, but not having the best season, Chicago hosting a, uh, a Washington team that just really blew it on Monday night. Yeah, uh, I, you know, so interesting the way that Matt Barkley is making himself millions and millions of dollars oh as God. a long-term backup yes. and maybe someone that Chicago may even bring back to try to compete to start. And if you're feeling it on the fantasy side of things, so you're playing Alshon Jeffrey like you normally would. And Cameron Meredith is a real interesting play here is he should be in the slot and avoid Josh Norman. Uh, and of course, Jordan Howard. Oh man. You saw how mm. reluctant Washington was to tackle Jonathan Stewart, Jordan oh, Howard. Yeah. He's going to run him over. Uh, and on the Washington side, we would expect Kirk Cousins to have success. We, I would say Jordan Reed, I, we don't trust at this point. That doesn't mean to turn to Vernon Davis or even Jamison Crowder. I think it's more Deshaun Jackson 
And it's all the little guys. We're loving all the little guys. The Tyreek Hill, the mm-hmm. Tyler, Tyler Lockett, the Taylor, uh, Taylor Gabriel. Give yeah. me all these little guys. Deshaun Jackson in this one. Uh, and Pierre Garcon has been surprisingly solid. And then Fat Rob. Uh, again, uh, we saw Ty Montgomery look like Amon Green against uh, Chicago last week. Fat Rob could look like Fat Eddie. Yeah, that, that it's true. He certainly uh, has that kind of look, actually, when you stop and think about it. I hadn't made that comp yet, but certainly similar. Hopefully he uh, doesn't have the same issues staying in shape. Uh, all right, speaking of the team that just smoked Washington, Carolina hosting a uh, potent Atlanta Taylor Gabriel offense. Yeah, stick with Taylor Gabriel. If Julio's on the field and A.J. Green, the, you're playing these guys. Um, you like Devontae Freeman. Maybe you aren't as inclined to take a chance with Devin Coleman this week because of the swarming Carolina run defense. Matt Ryan, maybe your number one quarterback this week against Carolina. And Cam Newton's back. And Cam Newton's someone you're thinking about now, showing his passing prowess. And this should be a high-scoring game. But, you know, other than Greg Olson, I think the, the play here is actually Ted Ginn. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, the, the little guys, the speedy guys. And the nice thing about Ginn is, yeah, he only catches every other deep shot, but it's starting to come together again in the passing game here. I expect this one to actually open up offensively. So uh, I think this will be a game that hopefully you have a player or two in. Uh, and again, I just have to stress Taylor Gabriel. Don't don't look too much at the snaps and targets and things like that. Look at the numbers he's producing. They know how to use him. He knows how to convert when they call his number. Totally agree. And look, Matt Ryan is just, he just is what he is now. You have to accept that this guy is having just a terrific, awesome season. And it doesn't matter whether Julio's on the field or not, he's still going to put up numbers. All right, uh, four o'clock games. Uh, Indy in Oakland. That's uh, playoff implications in this one. You love luck to Hilton. Um, otherwise, you know, Dante Moncrief will be back. That'll make it tougher to pick anybody else out of this passing game. Um, Frank Gore, you know exactly what you have there. Um, you know, just a solid safe. You know, but you, you do also have Robert Turbin, unfortunately, vulturing touchdowns. But uh, in, in Indy, he still has a very small chance of making the playoffs, but they are still alive to play spoiler. But you, you wonder after they, you know, look like a Super Bowl favorite against Minnesota, that they come back to earth, traveling west to the black hole. Yeah, Frank. And then Oakland. And, and I'm sorry, on the Oakland side, really quickly. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Probably, no. I, you know, Amari Cooper, right? Yeah. I think you got to just look at the trend, and, and you're probably not playing it. Yeah, it's crazy. He's uh, it, It's really been strange. They've been so successful, but he really has not been used the way you would expect. And that gives you more Michael Crabtree and, of course, Latavius Murray. And um, Derek Carr, I think, is kind of a, a boring, low-ceiling option this week. So I would expect a lot of Latavius Murray, a lot of, of high-percentage passing to Michael Crabtree, and, and another game like last week, a low-scoring game for Oakland. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And obviously, again, Frank Gore, it's just unbelievable. That guy just keeps doing it. All right, uh, potentially uh, the shootout of the week potential here, uh, even though last time it was not. Are, are we going to get that shootout in New Orleans with Tampa in town that we expected a few weeks ago? I think we'll get it on the New Orleans side. So Breeze, his three receivers, Cook, Sneed, Thomas, you like them all. Ingram, I think, after all that flap about him not getting the score last week and the incentive, you know, that if he would have got mm-hmm. a touchdown, I think that he gets his score. I like Ingram this week. Uh, and he's been playing well anyway. On the Tampa side, though, it all, it's all up to Jameis Winston. And I'm not sure about Jameis Winston in this one. I'm not inclined. We had him stashed away for this matchup to play him in the championship. Now yeah. I'm not so sure. Teams are taking away Mike Evans. You're still going to play Evans because his ceiling is massive. But they're taking him away, which makes Cameron Braid a good tight end play. 
But otherwise, Doug Martin and the running game is not getting going. And you feel that Bucks mojo was there for about a month. It's yeah. wearing off a little bit now. So I think that you're going to see. And, and hey, the Saints are still alive. There's, you know, like, like, like six different things have to happen exactly their way. So, but that's good because if we go into these games at home, you know, they're going to be fired up. They're going to be prepared for this one. Yeah, and they always obviously uh, play better at home. And uh, I totally agree. I like the, like my Saints in this one. I could see, but I still could see Tampa winning the game. But I'm with you. I really don't know how they put up the offensive numbers that it takes to do it. All right, uh, Seattle hosting Arizona. Uh, will they tie again, Sigmund? Yeah, right. The epic tie to the death. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like the end of Rocky whenever Apollo and Rocky are both like just crawling on the mat yeah. trying to get up. Neither of them could get up off the deck. Um, it'll be a Seattle show, I think. We saw Arizona's past defense just fall apart, deteriorate the last two weeks. So you like Wilson to lock it. You like Wilson to Baldwin. You like Wilson to Graham in this one. Maybe not so much Thomas Rawls. I think anyone who's been deciding whether or not to play Rawls is really disinclined to play him at this point. Uh, on the Arizona side, it's David Johnson and mm, uh, really, I mean, what's what Larry Fitzgerald been doing? Yeah, he hasn't scored in like nine straight games or something. No, nah, and you, know, you just see him slowing down, a la Amari Cooper. And again, if you're looking, forget the, where you drafted somebody, forget what they did in the first half of the season. What have they been doing? And is there a story you can tell yourself that it'll turn around? Larry Fitzgerald's going to turn it around in Seattle? No, that's not the story I'm telling myself. Larry Fitzgerald, you helped me get to the finals, but you're on my bench. I like that call. I, I totally agree. All right. In uh, uh, maybe should take 10 seconds to talk about the ugliest, potentially ugliest game of the year, San Francisco heading to Los Angeles. You drafted Todd Gurley so you could play him in this game. <laughs> <laughs> if you made it to the finals with Todd Gurley still on your roster, mazel. Exactly. And Colin Kaepernick is an interesting play just because he gets points, you know, by default in the Chip Kelly offense. And Kenny Britt's interesting against San Francisco's pass defense. Uh, you know, just it's it's sadly this somewhat meaningless game should still have meaning in fantasy football championships. All right, Cincinnati, Houston, uh, Sunday night or Saturday night or here. Saturday night fever. Yeah, of uh, AJ Green, if he's on the field, you play him. Although Jeremy Hill, you know, if depending on your, I mean, I played. Montgomery over Jeremy Hill. So he's not a lock, although you know he's going to get 20 carries and goal line chances. Houston's playing to go to the playoffs. Tom Savage. Savage. Do you think we were going to be talking about Tom Savage? No, I mean, I can't believe it hasn't happened a month sooner with the way Osweiler's played, but no. Or Brandon Whedon. Uh, But he brings back life to DeAndre Hopkins. And then Lamar Miller's banged up. Um, You you don't want to play a Week 16 player who already has a low ceiling as it is uh, coming into the week banged up. So I, I think that, and I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Savage turns back into the sort of laughing stock he was at the time of the draft you know sometimes you come off the bench and, and warmed up and it's jacksonville we'll see how uh he does with a week uh cincinnati to understand what they're facing um but this one's fascinating because uh you know houston's still on the playoff hunt. yeah no it's an interesting game for that reason otherwise probably uh probably not gonna be the funnest to watch but certainly uh has implications speaking of what what were you saying to watch Christmas. That's where the fun to watch. Yeah, I was just about to say. Speaking of which, we have two awesome games on Christmas, both with with clear important implications. So uh, let's start with your squad. The four thirty game hosting Pittsburgh, hosting uh, Baltimore in the 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 rivalry that uh, I think most agree is probably the best in football over the last decade or so. Yeah, like like you know, uh, good cheer and tidings, but not on the field in this one. Hate nothing but hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Game. 
really the most bitter rivalry and basically a division title and a, a playoff berth on the line. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Baltimore have to win at Cincinnati next week and the Steelers when they get, they win the division. So Ben Roethlisberger at home to Ching, uh, Ben Antonio Brown and, and Le'Veon Bell and maybe Eli Rogers, Larry Darius green. So uh, us Steelers can't have anything nice in the <laughs> offense. Larry Darius green starts to come on concussion, of course, but Eli Rogers becomes that number three option. It's tough with Baltimore because their offense is split between so many players. So Mike Wallace had that long catch and run the first time these two teams met against his old Steelers team, but I don't know about at Pittsburgh. Um, Maybe it's my Homer glasses here, but Heinz Field, it'll be a physical game. I hope that, you know, may Bell and Brown and Roethlisberger made it out of this game healthy. I, I do think if they can finish the game, they can do enough on offense to win this one. Yeah, I, I like Pittsburgh in this game, too. Obviously, uh, Baltimore didn't look the best against my Eagles team, which ran all over them, which is probably the most shocking thing of all time. Uh, but I, I do uh, – I, to Baltimore, I, I don't know if I could start anyone. One week it's, you know, Kamar Aiken scoring and Dennis Pitta, and, and then it's the Terrence West-Dixon thing back and forth. I, I uh, It's infuriating. I'm with you, but uh, totally agree on the Pittsburgh side of the ball. All right, uh, another nice game on uh, – Christmas night there at 8:30, uh, the Chiefs in Arrowhead hosting Denver. Denver's pretty much season on the line there. Absolutely, and I think actually, like if Miami or Baltimore wins, it does become an elimination game for Denver. Wow. And Kansas City's not assured a chance in the playoff. They haven't clinched a shot in the, a spot in the playoffs yet either. Uh, this is like this is gonna be like sumo wrestling. You know, they're just gonna push <laughs> on each other and not really move very much. A defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. Tyreek Hill had three touchdowns the last time these teams met. So Tyreek Hill becomes interesting for that reason. Spencer Ware is kind of like Frank Gore without any touchdowns. Like we know we're gonna get each week on the Denver side. Ty- Demarius Thomas, Manuel Sanders, you know what you're going to get again. Not exciting. So I'm playing upside options like Taylor Gabriel or Deshaun Jackson over some of these you-know-what-you're-getting options. No, not much in the running game. If you have to throw a Hail Mary, maybe Justin Forsett uh, at running back here. But this one will still be entertaining and, and high-flying and probably – I mean entertaining and high energy, but offensive futility, probably looking at special teams, defensive touchdowns, deciding this one. And, and a, a game that should have a lot of drama here as – it's going to be very disappointing for one of these two teams to lose this game and stare down the barrel of what's facing them. Totally agree. It's, a, a, I think, a more fun, real football game than it's going to be for fantasy, but certainly uh, worth tuning into. And then uh, another good game is we've got a nice little run from Sunday to Monday here, the Monday Nighter, uh, Detroit heading into Dallas, a rematch of the did Dez catch it or not game. Yeah, and I think that... Uh, Dak Prescott looks good. You know, short of options like Drew Brees and Tom Brady, you're going with Prescott this week. Zeke, Des Bryant, these are all going to be really good plays. Um, and even Jason Witten maybe against a, a Detroit defense that usually is weak against the tight end. On the Detroit side, though, you see Matthew Stafford slowing down. You see this offense slowing down. Uh, we'll see about Theo Riddick. Uh, Marvin Jones isn't the same. Golden Tate, your one safe play here. But I, I think that it's almost like Detroit, you know, they won a lot of tight games. They weren't quite as good as their record. And now you're seeing that they're a mediocre football team. And if Matthew Stafford isn't putting the team on his back, then they're grinding to a halt. And the loss by Washington gives them a chance to back into the playoffs. If they lose these last two games, some way, somehow, uh, even though, uh, they're not playing their best football. Cause I wanted to see Detroit make the playoffs, but I, I think you can feel them, like it's like Wiley Cody, and, and they they realize they're not standing on solid ground now, and it's going to be tough for them to hang in this game. And then they have, then then they're looking at you have to beat Green Bay to go to the playoffs. And even though 
that's a successful season by Detroit standards. It won't feel that way going into the game. Yeah, totally agree. And I think they probably lose that game to Green Bay next week as well. We just talked about Rodgers. And I, I messed it up. The did does catch it was the week after. This was the, the phantom pass interference, was it? Yeah, what, it's always controversy, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so much controversy back to back to back. It was, And then deflate gate was surrounding the whole thing. So, um, Good time, Sigmund. Why don't we have a little more fun and, and get rid of the controversy and go inside your mind. As uh, uh, I had a good time just picking out some questions. This week, uh, a little more, not necessarily philosophical, but fun and kind of philosophical. So uh, I got a... Uh, uh, four pack of of good questions here so let's get to them here as we go inside your mind uh first question if you knew the world was ending tomorrow what would you do today um probably just spend the day with my fiance in in bed really i have to be honest Wow, that is a, a just take they wouldn't want to go do anything you just say you know what we're just going to contemplate and and be together because I, I celebrate get life. Yeah. yeah, it was a good run, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, second question: If a genie popped up in front of you right now and gave you three wishes, what would they be? There is one stipulation: you can't wish for more wishes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, probably I would just wish. Uh, you know, I don't want to sound all like I'm not the most selfless person. I'm very self-absorbed, but, um, I, I would wish for the ability to have like sort of emperor dictator powers to implement a few things in our country that I think would fix our country, like universal health care, um, like increased, uh, access to, you know, education and job training, like mm-hmm. equaling out opportunity and, and, and relieving a lot of the pressure, like, Massive wealth redistribution. I know that's. I'm. I'm, I'm starting to do it again. See, so that, that would be one of the first wishes. Um, geez, I. You know, I would probably wish uh, that I, you know I could go to some place on my bucket list like Machu Picchu or something like that. Because um, I'm trying not to get into like superpowers and things like that. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'd probably wish that I could have a boat with a crew that was just like waiting. You know, waiting for me. Um, whenever I wanted it and, and could just, you know, take it actually, um, I don't know, either that or Winnebago with a crew, but certainly some sort of way to just travel itinerantly and, uh, not have to think about anything. I love that. The crew to travel for that is fun. Uh, and, and Machu Picchu, I, I just love the idea of Machu Picchu, just a place that was undiscovered for so long. Yeah. I would love to like fall asleep, like wake, go to sleep there and like wake up under the, the Andes sky. Yeah. Sounds awesome. All right, uh, question number three. If you could tra- uh, time travel to one event in history, where would you go? Mm. Um, you know, there's so many different things, but actually uh, the first thing that popped into my head for some reason was Woodstock. You know, just getting sure. to be part of the what was in the air there and uh, something I think that is timeless and probably represented a point when things it felt like things were possible that maybe since then don't seem to be possible, but but getting you know getting a taste of that and and being part of that kind of community and something like that, it, it, I'm not you know, give if you gave me time to think about it, 
I, I'm sure I could probably come up with a better answer, but that was the first thing that popped in my head. Well, that's the whole point of the segment. If you had time, it wouldn't be inside the minus sigma bloom. I actually love that answer, though. I, I think that is uh, is terrific because you get to have a really good time at the same time and also get to cross off a lot of you know, concert bucket list things that you never, ever thought you'd have the chance to do, like Jimi Hendrix and whatever, you know? Um, big fan of that answer. Okay, uh, last question. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Mm. My, I'll give you two. I love I'll it. I'll give you one, one from my mom and one from my dad. My mom told me, don't spend time trying to make people think things about you. They can see who you are anyway. So just don't waste any time with that. It's great. And my dad said that um, you're the only one that has to live with your choices. So don't make your choices for anybody else. Make them for yourself. Those are both terrific pieces of advice. <laughs> Sounds like you had smart parents. Yeah, well, at least in those moments. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome stuff. Sigmund, anything uh, going on uh, over at footballguys.com or hoopsguys.com? Yeah. Basketball podcast? guys. Uh, asterisk. Basketball guys. Ooh. No. Now it's changed. Guys. Yes, that's right. That's perfect. Well, I mean, that's more on brand with the football guys, basketball guys. I like it. Basketball guys, if you sign up for our mailing list, and if you're on a football guys mailing list, um, you should sign up for that if you're not. But you get basically an inbox uh, in your inbox every day, um, all the news and, and takes on the news that you need to stay up on NBA fantasy, NBA DFS. It's free. And if you sign up for it now, uh, FanDuel is doing a free $1,000 NFL contest that you get entered into. So oh, check wow, that out. That's, awesome. that's the big news. And uh, otherwise, to all of your wonderful listeners, like Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy Chinese New Year, Happy Birthday, if it's your birthday, uh, just Happy Day, and good luck in Week 16. And, you know, it's it's been a wonderful a privilege and pleasure to get to spend this time with you and your listeners every week. Segment. It's been our pleasure and our privilege and uh, uh, echo those sentiments. And uh, obviously we love having you. So Sigmund, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. Great pleasure. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome stuff from Sigmund as always. So uh, that's going to do it for episode 18 of this week in fantasy. Uh, hopefully this week in fantasy leads to a championship for those of you live again in season long. And, and for those of you uh, who play into week 17, uh, hopefully you can make it that far. And uh, good luck to all the DFSers out there like me, hoping to just uh, make a little money before the season is over uh, after uh, uh, defeats in our season long leagues. But again, uh, good luck to everyone uh, in this week 16 slate. For Sigmund Bloom, I'm James Seltzer. This has been episode 18 of This Week in Fantasy.